The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. And we're going to talk to April, whose your son was affected by a fairy tale? Yeah. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, We were watching Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And it wasn't even halfway through the movie, and my son had a complete hysterical breakdown, hyperventilating, crying, because he didn't see how she was going to make her way home to the cat. Okay, and uh, I, and how how old is he? He's four. He's four years old, so this was like a horror movie for him. Yeah, and I, it shocked me. Why is that? I don't understand. I, I couldn't understand how he could get so upset over it so and, quickly. And how did you handle it? Uh, well, I stopped the movie, and I told him, I said, because there have been, like, he did the same thing in Labyrinth. He didn't see how she's going to get home, but he knows that at every movie, they always make it home safely, and everything's okay. And he said, yes, he understood this, but it's still, it didn't sit well with him. Okay, any personal experiences in his life that echo that movie, like he was lost in a supermarket and couldn't find you, or lost in um, an amusement park and couldn't find you, or you went away for a while and he didn't think you might find your way back home, or he was lost himself and didn't think he could find his way back home? Well, I know he and his older sister, she's eight. Um, I have a patch of woods out back. Mm -hmm. And they had gone a little bit further than the view of the house, but I found them. I brought them back home. But he didn't seem distraught or upset at any point during that. He was just happy and thought it was just perfectly fine. As a matter of fact, he has a terrible problem with hiding and not answering me when I'm looking for him. Oh, that's cute. Okay. Um, My son used to have a cute problem of... um of hiding when we when he would go to sleep at night. The babysitters wouldn't know where he'd be sleeping. He'd find a little nook and cranny under a desk or he'd find it behind the couch. And even to this day, I went to say goodbye to him. He's in his now. I went to say goodbye to him the other day and looked, his car was still here, but he's nowhere to be found. He was hiding behind my daughter. <laughs> so <laughs> it's wonderful when kids just that don't go like um, I hope he keeps his playfulness all the way through. Um, anytime when you were on vacation, and he might have been worried that you wouldn't return? I've actually, I haven't been on vacation since I've had him. Oh, I recommend that. Four years without a vacation? I mean, this is a sidebar in our conversation, but definitely. The closest vacation we've had is uh, less than an hour's drive up the road to go swim in the creek. Okay. If if you were my client, I would say the best gift you can give your kids is to know that they can survive without you. Now, that doesn't mean you go away for three weeks. My parents used to go away for three weeks, and I was worried that they wouldn't come back. (laughs) Three weeks is a long time for a kid. But it does mean that you need to, you need the vacations just to connect as a romantic, as romantic partners again. And the first day I, I went away on vacation with my husband, I would talk about, guess what? the kids. (laughs) So it wasn't much of a vacation, so you need at least two days. So that's a sidebar to consider getting sitters. It's a a vacation for the kids, too. If you get a good sitter, they learn that they can survive 
without you and that you will return and if that's repetitive they just come to expect that you'll return. Now let me go back to Alice in Wonderland because I hate Alice in Wonderland. Ellen, I personally hate it. Let me tell you why. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Ellen will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. I hate Alice in Wonderland. Ellen, I personally hate it. Let me tell you why. It was written by someone who had temporal lobe epilepsy. Really? And they saw the world, if you get the annotation, annotated version, they saw the world, sometimes I think it's called microspia, where you see things as teeny, 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 and then really, really big. So yeah. their, their senses are not working properly. So when you go into the, the world of, I forget the author's name, but the world of Alice in Wonderland, you are experiencing life as if you had temporal lobe epilepsy. Throw in some scary people, some scary images, some... Uh, scary situations, and guess what? For a four-year-old, it's hmm. it's a horror story, and and I'd never considered that. I remember watching it as a child, and and you liked it. It was yeah. charming. If you focus on see a child literature stories give you a view of the world. It's like looking at a sloppy painting. Are there paintings that you hate? Maybe it's black and bloody colors, or maybe right. it's ugly smeared faces that are all chopped up Picasso style. I mean, there are paintings that I hate. I respond to very strongly, and there are paintings I love. It's like, that's my world. I want to enter that painting and live there. You, you know, or there are people that are in the painting that look heroic. Um, it's the same with literature, and it's the same with literature in the form of movies. Okay. They tell a story, they give you a view of the world. What type of a world does he experience midway through when he started to cry? What type of a world is Alice in Wonderland giving him? A world where great things can happen? Well, it would be a little bit scary. Everything. Yeah, I could understand his point of view. Yeah, you're looking at it through the uh, person who has distorted awareness, <laughs> uh, temporal lobe epilepsy. So it, the, it's that scary. The view of himself may be powerlessness. Yeah, or, he's the smallest one in the house. Okay, so he may feel some powerlessness. He may feel that that these people may not succeed. You know, who knows? That that even if they do succeed, what a hell of a world to live in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's scary. So I like giving my kids heroic stories, but I also... I also told him that it was just a dream, that at the end she wakes up and she's in the field and it was all a dream. But it's good to know that in advance, so you're a good mom to tell him that, because if kids don't know that, it's scary as all get out. I mean, dreams are scary. 
Some, you know, nightmares oh, are scary. Yeah. So I would have, scary. I would have total empathy with him. I would say, honey, you know, I can understand why that that movie was scary. Let's try to find a better movie. I mean, even Beauty and the Beast is a good movie. You know, there are villains in it, but you just get the sense that she's going to win. The Beauty's going to win. Yeah. Bella's going to win. So I was very selective in the type of books that I let my children read. They're avid readers. Uh, especially my daughter. It rather shocked me because he'll sit and he'll watch like Pirates of the Caribbean and not have a problem with it. Well, but 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 this comes as a shock. There's something much more disorienting with this. Listen, I wish we could talk about it more, but I would give him a good dose of some uplifting literature to help help repair his view of the world and himself and to listen to him because I think that he's giving you information. I, I worked with people who had watched Bambi, kids who had watched Bambi and were traumatized by the death scene, the mother dying. I'm Dr. Alan Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. For more Dr. Kenner podcasts, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. Sharing information and problems, including fears, is another important part of communication. Honey, I worry sometimes that my business will fail and I'll leave you and the kids with nothing. This underscores a key issue that comes up in many marriages finances. In the past, men typically took charge of finances and didn't want their wives to worry about them, leaving their wives in the financial dark. This traditional view is not necessarily based on bad motives on the man's part. It may stem from his protective attitude toward his wife. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.